when I veer off that path of taking time to enjoy God's word for myself, I start getting into this slump and I don't even know that I'm veering towards that path until I'm in it. And so I'm thankful that God brought this to me today because today I was just struggling. I'm just like, God, I don't want to get out of bed. And I feel like God with this told me today, he's just like, Jen, you have not been taking time to have a relationship with me. And I think that's what Yom Kippur is really all about, is just having that relationship with God become renewed again. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries Podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Happy hump day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast and, you know, sharing a cup of coffee with me as we discuss the scriptures. And, you know, this is the podcast that brings you the Bible every single weekday in a very relatable way. I try to uh, talk about the Bible as relatably as possible so that you guys can understand how the scriptures apply to nowadays. So that's my goal with this podcast. But you know what, guys? I actually got back from a podcasting conference last week, and that was the one where I was asking you guys to um, to please uh, vote for P40 Ministries because there was an award ceremony for different podcasts. And no, I did not win anything, but I was nominated. So thank you guys for nominating me. I got to see my my podcast name, P40 Ministries, up on the uh, big screen. So that was kind of fun. But, you know, thanks so much for always uh, contacting me and telling me how P40 Ministries has touched you. That's very uh, heartwarming to me. I enjoy hearing those stories. So if you ever want to contact me, you can go to my Facebook page, which is basically just P40 Ministries LLC. Or you can go to um, www.p40ministries.com slash contact and shoot me an email. And yeah, you know, I love love those kinds of stories. I love hearing about it. And also, if you have any prayer requests, always feel free to do that. You know, get in contact with me and don't be hesitant to reach out because even though I may not always be able to message you back, I do my best to always read everything and I do my best also to get back to anybody who has a question as well. So let's go ahead and talk about Leviticus chapter 16, verses 29 through 34. And we're going to finish out Leviticus chapter 16 today, which is talking all about the Day of Atonement, which, you know, I've, I've kind of enjoyed learning about the Day of Atonement more myself because, you know, when you're when you're reading it yourself, you don't really stop and think. At least I don't. I don't really stop and think. I kind of just like rush past it and I don't really take time to really figure out what was going on for the Day of Atonement. I've enjoyed looking back on history to see how people celebrated it in the past, how it's still being celebrated to this day. And I just, I appreciate that a lot. So yeah, let's go ahead and read Leviticus 16 and finish out this chapter. 
It shall be a statute to you forever. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict your souls, and you shall do no kind of work, whether native-born or a stranger who lives as a foreigner among you. For on this day shall atonement be made for you, to cleanse you. You shall be clean from all of your sins before Yahweh. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest to you, and you shall afflict your souls. It is a statute forever. The priest who is anointed and who is consecrated to be priest in his father's place shall make the atonement and shall put on the linen garments, even the holy garments. Then he shall make atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make atonement for the tent of meeting and for the altar, and he shall make atonement for the priests and for all the people of the assembly. This shall be an everlasting statute for you to make atonement for the children of Israel once in the year because of all of their sins. It was done as Yahweh commanded Moses. So I think now Yom Kippur is actually celebrated in September, if I'm remembering correctly. But Yom Kippur is basically this day that Leviticus 16 is talking about, which is the Day of Atonement. So people still celebrate Yom Kippur to this day. And a lot of times it has to do with uh, intense fasting and, uh, you know, you don't go to work on that day. And I don't remember everything else that is done on Yom Kippur. I remember I was researching it a while back, like several years ago. And I think, is that the day that they have to wear white I might be wrong on that one, but one of the Jewish holidays, they actually have to wear white as a symbolic um, showing that they are being cleansed of their sins. And I think it was Yom Kippur, but I might be wrong about that one. But yeah, there's a lot of tradition that goes into these holidays nowadays. But as you can see here, it's kind of simplistic. Basically, the sacrifices were made and the priest really had to do a lot of the um, the work for Yom Kippur. You know, they had to do the sacrifices. They had to do the scapegoat thing. They had to put on their um, linen garments after they bathed and washed and everything. So the priests had the brunt of the work for Yom Kippur. But now what we're talking about here at this last little portion that I just read is what the people were supposed to do for Yom Kippur. And really, they didn't have much they had to do. All they really had to do was uh, fast and also to take a day off is what it says here in scripture. But the thing is, is that it doesn't specifically say that they had to fast with food, even though that has been the tradition uh, throughout the entire years, you know, is fasting through food. And typically when we think of fasting, we always think of denying ourselves food. But that's not really what it says here in scripture. It says you shall afflict your souls. So it just says you need to fast in some way. And so I think that that's really interesting. And one thing I saw here on gotquestions.org, which is where uh, they answer biblical questions, it says here that fasting is not intended to punish the flesh, but rather to redirect attention to God. That brought me a new perspective of what fasting was, because I always thought fasting was, you know, not eating food. And so, of course, I never wanted to do fasting because... <laughs> I wanted to eat. And yes, I know that um, it is good on occasion to deny yourself of food in order to gain a fellowship with God. And if you struggle with food, like I do on occasion, I am a snacker. And people know that about me. I snack all night and I have a hard time not eating. So yes, I mean, I could deny myself snacks 
in order to refocus my attention on God. And if somebody else struggles with eating, struggles with food, then that, yeah, they could fast in that way by taking their eyes off of food and focusing them on God. But this could be literally anything. And I think even Paul mentions uh, sex. You can like fast from sex with your spouse in order to put your eyes back on God. But then for me, you know, I think of social media because a lot of people have an addiction to social media now and it's always filling our minds with all sorts of stuff. So we could fast from social media and take our eyes off of social media and put them back on God. So a fast is not a punishment for ourselves, but rather it is something that is going to help us grow closer to God. So when God says here that you're supposed to afflict your souls in verse 29, it doesn't mean that he was saying you need to punish yourselves, you need to not eat, you need to, you know, uh, uh, whip yourselves. Because actually, fun fact, uh, I think Yom Kippur over the years turned into that. Uh, there was a tradition where people would receive lashes. I think they had to receive like 30 lashes or something like that. And in that way, they would afflict their souls by like cutting themselves and just doing all sorts of crazy stuff. But that's not what God is saying here. And God has never promoted self-harm in any way, shape or form throughout scriptures. But he says you're supposed to afflict your souls and do no kind of work. But, you know, you guys might be saying, well, yeah, Jen, but this is the Old Testament, so we don't need to fast nowadays. And to that I say, well, yeah, we don't. And, and in fact, the New Testament never commands us to fast, ever. But it does say that it is helpful and that it is good. And even the early church in Acts chapter 2 fasted. And fasted is often associated with prayers. And Jesus fasted. And so fasting, even though it is not commanded, it is something that can be very, very helpful because we are refocusing our minds on God rather than focusing on our own pleasure. We focus more in on what does God want for us? What is God saying to us? And focusing our attention back onto God. But there is a caveat. And that caveat is <laughs> doing it for ourselves rather than doing it for God. Like, for example, we could fast. And I think there's even like a, um, like a diet plan that includes fasting. And I think some people almost are like, oh, well, yeah, you can you can fast and do it for yourselves and lose weight in, in that way. So that's the caveat where we, we don't just do it for ourselves. We have to also have the mindset of doing it because we want to grow closer to God, not just um, lose weight or maybe uh, not scroll Instagram anymore for ourselves, but doing it with the mindset of wanting to please God as well. So, yes, I, I think fasting can be very beneficial. But going back to this, you know, God told his people to afflict their souls and to do no work. And even in that way, like that, just afflicting themselves by not doing work on like a whatever day this would be held on, Yom Kippur, that could also be a, a form of fasting. And I think of that because, you know, the workaholics out there that want to just keep going, going and going like myself, it's kind of hard to just take a day off for me. And I know other people who feel that way as well, where it's just hard to sit down and relax and focus the day on God. But it's important because when we're constantly moving, when we're constantly going and working and not taking time to 
enhance our relationship with God, we can start veering off the path without even realizing it. And trust me, I know this because all of a sudden I'm in this like slump of depression (laughs) and I don't even know how I got here. And I'm not even joking. This is this has been happening to me for a while. But now I feel like tired all the time and I'm just, you know, struggling to get podcast episodes done. Whereas a couple months ago, I was like gung ho. I was so excited to do this. And I don't really feel like depressed, but I know that is a symptom of depression, which is just feeling exhausted all the time and not wanting to get out of bed. And so that's kind of where I'm at. But I realized today, especially as I was researching this for you guys I realized I have not been doing my um, private devotions very well. And I think it is important for me to not just teach it, but to really study it for myself. Study it when I'm not going to teach it. Does that make sense? And so, yeah, I noticed that when when I veer off that path of taking time to enjoy God's word for myself, I start getting into this slump And I don't even know that I'm veering towards that path until I'm in it. And so I'm thankful that God brought this to me today because today I was just struggling. I'm just like, God, I don't want to get out of bed. And I feel like God with this told me today, he's just like, Jen, you have not been taking time to have a relationship with me. And I think that's what Yom Kippur is really all about is just Having that relationship with God become renewed again. This is the entire point of Yom Kippur. And I think that we can celebrate this all throughout the year, even though this is a Jewish holiday traditionally and still is a Jewish holiday. The entire premise of it is getting back with God. Atonement, which is literally what that means. Having that relationship with God becoming renewed. So what do you need to do to renew your relationship with God and maybe get out of a slump that you're in as well? And I don't know what that is. Only you can know. But I think that's my call to action to you guys today is to just think about something that maybe you're doing or not doing that is slowly getting you into a place where you're growing further from God and maybe try to Think about a way that you can get back on the path, praying to God, like, God, help me get back on the path, and then doing something to get yourself back into God's word or back with a relationship with God or whatever else. Having that moment of atonement for yourself. And that is what this is all about. That is what Leviticus chapter 16 is all about, renewing that relationship with God. Well, faithful listeners, today we talked about the end of the Day of Atonement and what we can do to have that atonement back with God. Because we're always veering off the path. We're always doing something to grow further and further from God. And so it's important to have the Day of Atonement for ourselves. The day where we can come back with God, renew that relationship, and get out of that slump that we are in. So, you know, guys, this really touched me personally today, and I shared a little bit of my testimony here as well of what's been going on with me recently. You know, I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to try to get back into God's word starting tomorrow and, you know, wake up a little bit earlier and just read 
for myself. You know, the weather's supposed to be nice. I think I'm going to go out on my back porch and just read, sit and read God's word with a cup of coffee like I always like to do. But you know, guys, tune in tomorrow because tomorrow we're going to be talking about Luke chapter 4. And Luke chapter 4 is talking all about the temptation of Jesus and how he responds to Satan. And I personally think that Luke has the um, the best description of what Jesus went through in the wilderness when he was tempted. So I think it's going to be a really interesting episode. So please tune in tomorrow to listen to the temptation of Jesus. But until then... Happy listening and God bless.